side. Stick out the mandolin and the, the voice. The whole thing, really. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, Jake? Sup, J.R., man. How is uh, life as a Jurassic Park park ranger? I love it. The benefits are amazing. Um, I did have to sign a waiver, something about limbs being removed, but whatever. I imagine the uh, medical would be pretty intense. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't yeah, read the, you didn't read that whole waiver. It wasn't important. Just you know, no, I just wanted to work at Jurassic Park. I mean, who wouldn't? I get to hug dinosaurs. Yeah, we, <laughs> wouldn't want to. <laughs> this guy, okay, sorry, it's so quick. This um, guy. Don't, <laughs> so I don't know. Like I don't know what's wrong just... with either of you. Well, I, I I think I know, but I shouldn't air it on our podcast. I just but... don't trust the ownership. You know, I don't trust the leadership. At I Jurassic don't know. Park. Whatever, it's fine. It's, it's an Dude, adventure. here's there's a couple things. Random employees at Jurassic Park are the first to die, and I'm black. Black people are <laughs> always the first to die in movies, so that's a double whammy. Bro, I'm not stepping. I don't even want to go as a as a guest. Miss me. That could be like shoveling shit for a stegosaurus, and all of a sudden a raptor just fucking coming. And there's like not even a dinosaur breakout. It's just like a weird mistake on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a faulty gate lock. Back to normal. <laughs> Zach gets taken down. Like the movie hasn't even started yet. That was just like an unfortunate accident. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's just credit at the end in memory of Zach Barlow. It doesn't even like, like no who, screen who time. the fuck just, was that? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> It wasn't even real dinosaurs, animatronic, Zach. <laughs> the animatronic <laughs> falls on you. <laughs> oh, man. And then we got our uh, third host, Zach Barlow. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, bro. How are you? I'm I'm riding high, man. Coming off a big Seahawks victory on In this Pittsburgh beautiful too, Sunday. Dude? That's, that's In huge. Pittsburgh. That, was a, that was a sick-ass game. Dude, DK Metcalf looks like the real deal. I know, bro. It must be your private workouts with him. You're fucking getting <laughs> private workouts. I know, getting him ready. It, it kind of sucks though because I have Tyler Lockett on my on my fantasy team, and I really feel like he's eating yeah. into uh, into the Rockets' production. But I'm not mad. It's it's cool. He, he's still got a career high in targets today. Yeah, did so. Yeah, the Rocket had a decent game, but he didn't get in the end zone. But um, yeah, yeah, man, I'm doing good. Next week, I'm about to be traveling all week for work, so that's a uh, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. I don't really like Wait. to travel. I hate I hate doing that, but it is what it is. Yeah, I feel you. Where are you going anywhere cool or just like no? To like no, I'm going to Vegas for a, for a Microsoft conference. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going anywhere cool. Just Sin City. Yeah, just fucking. <laughs> I don't like Vegas. Heart of temptation, dude. I I, I mean, I for a work Vegas. trip, I wouldn't like like Vegas. Yeah, going more. to work there, it sucks. Like I end up working. Like people people I tell her are like, oh, that's dope. You're going to Vegas for work, and I'm like, bro, you don't get it. I'm I work ten to twelve hour days all week long. Like that's just those are the longest days of the year, so it is what it is. So maybe I'll gamble. Maybe I'll bet on something for you. Who should I bet on? Is there like a fight going on or something? A team, bro? You want me to bet uh, on the team? I don't know, man. I guess you can always bet on the Cougs. They're three and zero, so just just a guarantee at this point. Or Gardner Minshew. Just bet on just the bet on Gardner Minshew. Gardner yeah. Minshew for MVP. One thousand dollars. Thursday down. night football. They're playing the Titans, dude. He's gonna be on fucking prime time Yo. on the big stage. Yeah, they lost this week though. He didn't. He fucking drove the team. Oh, he the did. <laughs> they the went Jags for are two. Gardner Minshew. They went two for and two and called him. Told him to hand it off to Fournette like at the goal line. It's like that's not how football works, Jordan. Dude, he had the drive. He led him all the way down the field, scored a touchdown. What else do you want the guy to do, man? 
win the game? <laughs> he could have. <laughs> Coach called the right call. Well, not like, Gardner's that's fault. That's not important at all. It's all about yeah. individual stats. It's like Whatever. Disregard okay. the final score okay. completely. I'm just like, saying quarterback two fault. and zero. Fuck the he Jack. did the best he could Gardner's do. Two and Fucking Leonard Fournette in the offensive line lost it. Anyways, uh, moving on from football. Then we got our guy in the chair, Vinny McBroom. How you doing, Vinny? Doing well, you guys. Uh, yeah, football yeah. season. Yeah. Woo! As you're wearing your uh, Sounders jersey. That's yeah, they're playing. They're playing right now. So that's why yeah, I'm nobody it. knows. That's a good. Thanks for letting us know that. Nobody was probably aware. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. It's so rude. You're a dick. <laughs> I just leave him alone. I just about hate big bully. soccer. And Vinny loves soccer, so I have to every single time. I, I like a little bit of soccer. I like watching the Premier League. Fun. Yeah, Premier League's the only time, or the Premier League's really the only league to watch. But you have to wake up at like six in the morning to watch it. That's true. The thing I don't get about soccer is, yeah, I don't know what to watch, where to watch, when the season goes, when the season ends, when it's a tournament, when it's like playoffs. I just, it's just so confusing <laughs> to me. The only two things that I feel like non-soccer fans should watch, the only two leagues would be Champions League World Cup. And, Wor- and World Cup. World Cup's cool. I, I, like I watch World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, World Cup's every World Cup. every four years, and then the Champions yep. League is the best teams in Europe, like the best club teams in Europe. So, the top three, top four teams in every league in Europe and all the Premier Leagues go and play one big tournament for the to be called declared the champion of Europe, and it's called the Champions League. And it happens every year, and that's really. The only soccer everybody loves to watch. Well, I should be calling it football, to be honest. But that sounds what, that sounds tight. But it, there's no American teams that even like, like they're just like so, get out of here, so, you amateurs. No, that so that's the that's the Europa or the Europa Champions League. We have what's called Con Concacaf. It's like an abbreviation. It, it's a it's an abbreviation for like Central America, United States, Canada, South uh, and okay. Cuba oh, okay. Islands. So we have our I didn't own even champions. Know that yeah, every almost every continent has like their own Champions League, but the one to watch in like the oh, Champions League is the Europe one. Word. Yeah. Gotcha. And what time of the year is that on? Um, Champions League actually starts, I think, next month. Because they just did the drawing to see what groups, what teams are in, and who's playing who, and it's cra- okay. it's crazy because all the heavy hitters are in the same group, so it's like it could be anybody's fucking tournament this year. All right, well there you have it. That's the longest we'll ever talk about soccer. Yeah, in, in Hot Pira, so <laughs> yeah, that was Vinny's that was Vinny's moment to shine right there, and I learned something. <laughs> no, I, so I like none of you guys were gonna want to watch it because, like I said, it's early ass in the morning. And Champions League is usually on like. Wednesdays at noon, so I'll be like watching it while I'm at work and shit. <laughs> I mean, that's a good reason to go to the bar for lunch, I guess. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> and shout out to the dope ass Borderlands Raider mask you got in the background there, Vinny. Uh, Borderlands Three just came out. I'm sure you guys have already dabbled in it. Is it as good as advertised? Oh yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, I haven't played very much. I've only played like maybe one night or two. <laughs> but like, Jesus I don't know. Christ. It's pretty dope. That is a great mask. Then you just gotta get like tatted up and just go shirtless for fucking Halloween. <laughs> no one wants. There. Nobody wants to see that. I don't even want to see. That. <laughs> nobody wants to uh, see. And, that. It's, and it's cold. It's freaking cold on Halloween, man. I don't. There's children in this neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I'll raise my hand. I'll, I want to see that. Then I don't think I'm in the minority there. 
Um, all right. Well, moving on, we'll go into today's topic. And today's topic has me personally just over the moon of excitement. Oh, God. Because <laughs> Not these we are talking. I've been holding that one for weeks. We're talking <laughs> Moon Knight, baby. And not just Moon Knight. Moon Knight's a character that I have no I had no idea who he like really was. Only first time I saw him was in like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance video game and I was like, who the hell is this guy? He looks and cool. He, he looks dope, like his but costume he had no superpowers tight. in the video game. I was like, this guy's fucking another Batman that just bore the shit out of me. Um, but then I found out Max Bemis, uh, former lead singer of Say Anything. Um, actually wrote a story arc for Moon Knight and uh, we chose to do that story storyline uh, Crazy Runs in the Family so very excited to dive into that um, and then the beverage of choice it just makes sense I mean we're going to be drinking Blue Moon um, and Blue Moon's obviously a staple in the uh, American craft beer industry everybody's probably had it besides maybe JR um, actually you've probably had a Blue Moon I've had it yeah I think of all beers, you might like Blue Moon. It's kind of soft and weedy and a little fruity and easy to drink, you know? We used to have it on tap at, uh, at my job because we have a keg at my job. And uh, he had put Blue brag, Moon and some other kind of beer. And yeah, it's, I like the look of it. It looks thick and, you know, caramel. Thick. Yeah, it looks thick. I like that. Caramely. Jared uh, uh, just described me. Shit. <laughs> oh my! I'm taking all that back. It looks <laughs> thick and caramely. Thick and caramely. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! That is not a description of Zach. That is my description of beer that I drink. Sure, bro. Sure, bro. <laughs> one, one, one sunny day. <laughs> one tall glass of Zach Renee Barlow. <laughs> Oh my tall god. Of thick and drink it and down. Carmelic. Always goes down smooth. <laughs> Zach likes friends like he likes his drinks. Blue moon. Mm. <laughs> Zach's got so many fucking nicknames. Hey yo, BM! <laughs> BM! <laughs> Dude, so one of these days AKAs. for my intro, we should just run through like all the AKAs. <laughs> and then just never get to the topics. Like, alright, that's all yeah. we have for today. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, but looking into Blue Moon, I had no idea it was so recent. It was established in 1995. Oh, I really? Have a little more history in that. Yeah. It uh, started with, uh, his name is Keith Villa. He got his PhD at the University of Brussels. And uh, over in Belgium, they have a lot of craft beer. And America didn't really have the whole craft beer. They had the, like, the popular big beer, the lagers, you know. And the craft beer industry wasn't booming yet. And uh, he brought over, he wanted to bring kind of the Belgium style over to the States. And so at the Sandlot Brewery, um, in Coors Field, actually, in Denver, they started it. And uh, originally, it was called Belly Slide Wit, um, was the flavor of the name of this beer, which just sounds terrible. Right. And uh, the feedback they kept getting was like, this beer only comes, this, this good of a beer only comes around once in a blue moon. And they're like, all right, well, there you go. Oh, blue moon's cool. the name. Um, unique uh, kind of, obviously, the orange slice is like what they're known for, the Valencia orange peel. Um, they, they brew with that to give it that little, little bit of sweetness. Usually Belgian beers have a lot of tartness to it, so you see a lot of Belgian beers with the uh, lemon wedge in the glass, but they want to go a little sweeter for the American palate, so they put orange instead. Um, and then they also dabble with a little coriander, so a little unique beer there. Um, obviously, it's a wheat beer. The Belgian white's the one we're drinking today, um, and for ABV, it's 5.4. Um, very, very sessionable, very easy to drink. Um, usually has a white, you know, frothy head and I know Jared likes that. Let's, 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 let's sip it down. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
it's Blue Moon. We're not going to be having any any crazy breakdowns here with the the flavor. Um, but is there any? I don't know, Zach. You've been drinking beer a long time. Is there any like history you have a Blue Moon personally? You ever been a, a historical fan of it? Not yeah, I mean, I've of- I've been th- I've definitely been a historical fan of Blue Moon. I'd say that. I've, in my beer drinking escapades, I've gone through stages where I've had a go-to, and I definitely went through a phase where Blue Moon was my go-to, where, like, if I was ever at a bar, or if I was going to a house party or something, and I'd pick up, like, a sixer of Blue Moon, and that was, like, always the one I went through to. Um, so, man, yeah, I have a lot of experience with Blue Moon, a lot of, a lot of great nights drinking Blue Moon. Um, I just feel like it's it's easy to drink. It It's, like, a nice summer drink. I usually would drink it in the summer. It's a fruity um, in the bar, usually they'll give you like an orange peel with it, which and then you have the orange peel kind of floating in it, and it's makes it um, that orange that much better. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely this has been this is kind of a I haven't drank Blue Moon in a while, but this is an homage to maybe when I was like twenty twenty six when Blue Moon was my my go to. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a big entry level beer. I mean, <clears throat> usually when you're starting to drink beer, you'll you'll get your hands on whatever. Somebody will buy for you because you're not old enough to get it. So whatever they decide to come back from the corner market with is what you're drinking, which is often Bushlight, you know, MG, Keystone, MG twenty twenty, MGD, MGD, yeah, that was it. Uh, fucking God, Rainier, you know, PBR, just the good ones. And then once you start be able to buy your own beer and you go out and drink, you don't want to get a PBR. I mean, some, I mean, not there's cycles, right? If you're hipster as shit, you're gonna get a PBR. But uh, when you want to you know, delve into the craft, the freaking, the Blue Moon's a very easy entry-level craft beer. That's a good I way would, to put it. I feel like it's an, it's a gateway to, like, um, microbrews. It's like marijuana. It's like a gateway just It's, it's to the gateway beer to, like, the shit. world what? of what? weird microbrews. It's a gateway drug, bro. You know that. Uh, nah. <laughs> Vinny's offended. I'm sorry, Vinny. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings on that. <laughs> you just offended uh, our, <laughs> our entire audience. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad yeah. about it. <laughs> Gateways are dope. Look at Stargate. Gateways are dope. That's how you get to places. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of necessary. <laughs> how are you going to have a gateway and not get through a gate? Yeah, you got to go through a gateway to get to where you're going, bro. And if you have a gateway in your driveway, you're fucking balling. So, like, gateways are sick. Yeah. I think that's just, that's what I was going for. I don't know where the negative connotation came from. But, uh, Vinny, you got any stories on Blue Moon? Are you a big fan? Historical drinker ah. of it? I, I mean, I like Blue Moon. Blue Moon is not a bad beer. It's a good beer. But I think, um, kind of like what you guys are saying, it's a good entry-level beer. So I think all of us kind of, that's when we were drinking it. I remember when my brother first became 21, and he was all about Blue Moon. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I remember my first Blue Moon. Like, you know, those kind of jokes <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a great beer. Um, what I really like about Blue Moon is if I go out to a restaurant and order a burger, I if... There's not a beer that strikes me that I want to order and Blue Moon's on it. I typically get it just because it's an easy right. drinking beer. and it It's a fallback. Yeah, and it's also yeah. just good with food. Like, there are certain beers that you can only have certain foods with or there's certain beers like stouts and porters. I honestly think you shouldn't drink or eat with at all because it makes your food taste like Because they're like, that's your meal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So the, right. blue, the Blue Moon Belgian White is just a good side piece to that meal that you want like you, when you want to focus on the meal and not the beverage it's like i'm gonna have this amazing burger or whatever meal let's get a blue moon right yeah absolutely it doesn't dominate the palate you can still enjoy your food 
while having a little hit of beer and it's a little sweetness. I completely agree with that. And it's just beautiful. I mean, the the visual blue moon. It's almost like a mimosa. It's so like <laughs> yeah, clear and orange. It's, it's, got it's that. a beautiful beer. <clears throat> I think that's half of the appeal too. When you get in a huge ass glass with the orange peel, it's like all right, now we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to love it. I don't. I don't get it anymore. I don't know. I I, f- I started getting like just they're really sugary, like really sweet to me. Um, for like a beer, I just can't drink a lot of them and they don't have the same punch that an IPA does. Like IPA sugary too. Don't get me wrong in a different way, but they'll get me drunk off a six pack. A six or blue moon is going to be like, you know, Jordan has gone through so many gateways that he just, you know, <laughs> it's like, it just, he's like, yo, that gateway was seven years ago. Going through that gateway doesn't do it for him anymore. So he's got, we're only you know. moving forward. We're not moving backward. Just uh. kicking down gates. <laughs> Fucking a. Uh, All right. So Blue Moon um, actually is still the number one craft selling, number one selling craft beer in the United States. Oh wow! Fun fact. So I mean that's that's, in there. that's interesting. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Like now that I'm hearing that, I'm mm-hmm. like I believe it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's America's safety net when it How? comes to beer selection. <laughs> How? You have a beer menu? No. All right. Blue Moon. Yeah, but but, but when you say Blue Moon is the number one selling craft, we're not counting like the Bud Lights and the Coors Lights and stuff. Those no, are craft. no, yeah, those yeah. aren't okay. craft. Yeah, those are those are considered domestic. Not necessarily, right. not necessarily craft, right? Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, that is correct. How long have they been reigning number one? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just know that they're number one. God damn it, um, Vinny. Bad question. Fuck. I know. <laughs> now the experts will fuck up. So. Uh, That's great. Uh, 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 Moving on. Uh, so we're going to go into Moon Knight. Now, um, this is very... I'm very excited about this episode because I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are. I'm sure that... This was my first dive into a Moon Knight story arc. Zach, I'm sure the same for you. Yep. JR, did you know any Moon Knight? Did you do any Moon Knight reading? Yeah. Um, in the past? Back in 2012, they came out with a, a Moon Knight run. Um, a lot of the covers were drawn by David Finch, which he was at uh, Rose City Comic Con this weekend, so that's pretty cool. Um, but it's basically. Bro, you didn't even talk about Rose City. You moved on. The you moved on. Oh, you said you made, you made fun of my hat, and then you said, Zach, I, how are you? And I was like, okay, whatever, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> Don't give me those little puppy eyes and make me feel terrible. God damn, I'm sorry, wife. man. I am sorry. <laughs> dude, don't Let's look at me like that. Let's reel it back a little bit. <laughs> don't look how at your was... camera like that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, like your MySpace uh, profile I'll get into, I'll get into Rose grade. City uh, at the end. We'll, we'll do a shout-out okay. to Rose City. Um and the adventures uh, that I had. Uh, but yeah, I've read him before. He's been in uh, Secret Avengers. Uh, again, 2012, they came out with a whole new onslaught of... when You know, when the movie came out, they did this whole like big five-title run with Avengers, Secret Avengers, Avengers, New Avengers, you know. Um, and he was part of the Secret Avengers. So yeah, I've, I've read him before. I, I kind of knew about him a little bit. Um, and uh, kind of okay. the, what he's about. Why don't you give us a little bit of uh, his background, like his origin... You know what? What is Moon Knight? Yeah, um, Moon Knight? and I did prepare for that question, so that's that's how I do it. Um, <laughs> He's like, <clears> throat> let throat> me uh, hit the notes. Yeah, let me, <clears throat> let me get down there. Um, so uh, Moon Knight actually did not come out in his own title or anything. He came out in uh, a comic book called Werewolf by Night, and that was August of 1975. Um, and he was created by a guy named Doug uh, Mos- Mosnich, and Don Perlin was the artist. Um, and basically, Moonlight is 
is a is a guy who who kind of grew up in a Jewish family. His, fa- his father was a, a rabbi, and ca- um, came up to be a um, I have like a timeline here. So he had um, uh, was like a heavyweight boxer. Uh, then became a U.S. Marine, um, and then he became a mercenary, um, and he actually fought in um, you know some wars, and then he uh, hooked up with an, an African mercenary. Um, and that's kind of where the tables turn on him. Um, and, and Mark Spector has always been kind of like this um, character. And um, I'll get into the name. So Mark character is like the, the original um, personality. And, and we'll get into that as well for, for Moon Knight. Um, right. <clears throat> and he... T- uh, so basically he goes into this you know situation where um, he goes on this archaeological, archaeological dig with... Um, uh, some like uh, professors and his daughter and this uh, African um, uh, mercenary named uh, Raul Bushman um, kind of wants to loot the African site that they're at. And this is where the statue of, um, I hope I say this name right, but the Egyptian god of, um, is it Konish? Um, Konchu? Konchu, Konchu. Um, yeah. and they want, they want to loot that and they leave, um, they leave Mark Spector and Moon Knight out in the, the desert and he, you know, before he, uh, dies, he prays to, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, before he dies, a, a group of tribe take him to, to the Moon Knight, uh, the Moon God and that's where they, they pray for him to be revived by the Moon Knight. And Conchu's the Moon God. Conchu's the Moon yeah, God. Right. Yep. And he's the guy, uh, and he gets, yeah. What's that? He got in a, he got in like a sprawl with, the. Uh, Bushman, right? Like the yeah, yeah. They got in a little fight. He went to combat him, and he lost, and wasn't good enough, obviously. But yeah, and and the the Moon God, he he's the he's like the 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 god of travel. So he kind of helps people find their path, you know. So that's kind of what happened to Mark. But he helped him find his path, help help him find his path, and then brought him back to life and became his uh, avatar for Earth. Basically, like yeah, we'll give if I give you another chance, will you fight for justice? Exactly. And- be the fist of Kanshu. One important yeah. thing to say is uh, he's an Egyptian god, so I don't. I think that's important to say because that's a whole mythology that we're gonna dive into in this story arc. Yeah, and yep. that uh, I I brought that up because uh, um because he this whole Egyptian he goes Kanshu's uh, lunar god or moon god uh means he's the the traveling god, which means he you know like I said he brings you know all this mythology and all these things that go on with um egyptian which i've read a lot of egyptian stuff which is kind of nice i like i like that pantheon kind of thing you know uh humans versus pantheon kind of books so i've read a lot of those and um yeah uh, me and zach played Yu-Gi-Oh pretty intensive extensively so we have a pretty good history of egyptian culture <laughs> as well. i don't know if that's the a, same uh horus the black flame dragon <laughs> deck so god uh, why are you out me bro say can i live <laughs> Bro, you've been out. <laughs> you've been out for so long. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Um, I can't even. I don't know why I know you guys so much. I used to wreck Jordan and Yu-Gi-Oh. By the way, I'm okay. pretty sure he only beat okay. me twice when we played. Okay, like, so thousands of times. That's such bullshit. Zach would just fucking have all these cards. Like I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. I went to Zach's house and he'd buy all these cards, and then he'd have like a a box of spare cards and like build a deck out of that and duel me. Doing my six hundred dollar deck with my scraps, <laughs> I just fucking get wrecked. Hey, but that's how was, you win, though. You set up the situation to win. I eventually, we it was it was me, Zach, Mark, Gary, 
we all had our decks, and eventually we all dueled four decks, and then I won everybody's deck, and then we stopped playing. So that was how it happened. Besides you, Zach, you didn't you didn't duel for everybody's deck, but between me, Mark, and Gary, I got all three of their decks combined into mine. So <laughs> I remember the meltdowns that happened in that, that was, night. I think we've gotten to the story too many times on the mic, so let's just move, yeah, move right. forward. <laughs> Burying cards in the back and fist fights and Anyway, so it's like Conchu meets Fight Club. All right, let's, let's move on, which is how it should be. So Conchu brings back uh, Mark Spector and gives him the second opportunity to kind of, and he's he's kind of been a shithead at this point, right? Throughout his life, he's been like a mercenary. He yeah, really he hasn't been like for, a. Uh, he's not. He was kind of like a, a really a nobody. Like nobody really, you know what I mean? He wanted to be something great, but always took like the easy route sometimes. Um, but he, his personality wasn't. Um, you know, Wasn't he like, like a prize fighter though? Wasn't he like a legit just as heavyweight boxer? fighter? It didn't say like he won anything. You know he. Oh, okay. He just you know he got, he was good at what he was was combat right. He, he knew how to fight. Yeah, he, he's he, had, he was good at he's fighting, violent. but he he wasn't like the best ever. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So he he's basically donned the title Moon Knight by Egyptian god Khonshu, and goes on to fight crime. For the good of justice. Correct. Um, and I think okay. a good note to have here is he doesn't have like superpowers. So this is where the Batman comparison comes in because he doesn't have like super strength or super speed. Um, he just, he's just a, a, a guy who can get into good fights and, and win. And, you know, um, he develops his money a different way than Batman, but he still has his stuff like Batman, like the, the lunar plane or whatever he called it lunar wing i don't remember what he called yeah, it. yeah and the the um freaking his flyer the darts he has <clears throat> the what benny what benny what'd you say the flyer like that, yeah like, the crescent moon wingspan <laughs> <laughs> i was like what <laughs> yeah um, yeah the crescent darts he has the crescent darts yeah he has the scepter that can like morph into like a bow staff and all that yeah shit. yeah so I think that's really good, important too, because throughout the book you notice he has a lot of bandages on. <laughs> he get beats up a lot. So, well, one uh, thing that's cool about his outfit is like he's he, like yeah he gets a lot of comparisons to Batman, but Batman's in all black. You know, he lives in the shadows, and Moon Knight's straight white, and he yeah. does it on purpose because he wants people to fucking shit their pants when they see him coming. Like he wants to, he likes yeah. to take like he's not one that will like find a way to avoid damage to win a fight like he'll take as much damage as he wants to yeah just to make sure he can deal as much if not more to the bad guy like he's a fucking ruthless it's almost um they have the same um between him and batman have the same idea is they both live in the dark but except for batman thrives in the dark and like again being the god of uh the moon god the god of travel the god to find your path it's like they're they're the light in the dark you know what i mean so moonlight shines a light for the you know the good and Batman just fucks people up in the at night because <laughs> so. he's scared he has to hide yeah no um, <laughs> just makes sense <laughs> <laughs> no that's just that's just math so um, but what makes what makes him the most like unique about his personal characteristics you kind of touched on a little bit earlier yeah um, uh, one of the the I, put, I got a lot of side notes one of the most uh, main thing about Moon Knight that I I can't think of. As in the, maybe unless you're a villain, is he has multiple personalities and he's developed these personalities um, for different parts of his life. Um, and obviously, Mark Spector is his his main guy. So you know his um, he holds the light. What's the uh, you know from uh, Split? <laughs> Split. Or, or, yeah, know, he has the light. Yeah, yeah he yeah. has the light. And um, mm. 
Then he's got uh, Stephen Grant, who is kind of this, you know, studious kind of stockbroker who, who's made all this money. Um, and then he's got uh, Jake Lockley, who is this taxi driver who does a lot of bad things that are hidden from him. Um, and so, <laughs> he's a bad but, dude. Bad dude. Yeah. And so he's kind of have this – That's that's kind of is his superpower. At times, his, his other personalities have – if I guess if he's going to have a superpower, um, kind of saved him in – in the day you know or in fights and he's had to call on a couple of them at times or they've had to take over for him but he's got mm-hmm. this you know like i said multiple personalities and they come out during whenever they feel like it <laughs> they pull yeah. the light <laughs> yeah they pull the light and that was what but wait really... isn't conchu one of his personalities too it kind of is it kind of in in a way they do but he's actually uh, um, inhibiting his body instead of having his mind split into three he's actually just part of i guess a good way to to describe it is there's a there's a, a house right with different rooms and right. Kanchu is a guest in that house and he just kind of opens up oh, each door but he doesn't live there but he doesn't live there he's he's kind of uh and actually that is a very very famous thing for egyptian gods is to inhibit uh human beings like they i've been reading many books that the plot line is where the the egyptian god takes over the uh, the the person they're involved with body, and um, well, yeah, that's the basically the story of the mummy, right? I mean, yeah. Brandon Fraser was fighting that that thing, and that's directly Imhotep. that's a, his, that's a documentary. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The accuracy from yeah. that movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so interesting to have a, a character uh, <clears throat> a, be on the good side, like you said, a good guy um, with the split personality disorder, and how he can wield that um, to his benefit. Obviously, he's fighting it; he's battling with it. Like right. There is uh, panels of him literally boxing one of his personalities in his mind to like right. figure out, like get information out of him and shit. And it's just so interesting. It's very similar, like to Split, where they're all sitting in a room around in chairs and the lights in the middle, and one of them will step in, and one of them will step right. out, mm-hmm. and they don't know what's going on when they're not in the light. You know, it's 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 such a cool concept, and that's why I really was excited about the Max Bemis art because Max Bemis, if you listen to say anything, I mean he's. He's out there, right? His lyrics are vulgar. He's not ashamed. He's not timid. He's also got a lot of um, personal issues that he's opened up about. And I had a quote that I wrote down from him. <clears throat> so he's bipolar, first off. But secondly, he goes, I am a queer, Jewish, Christian Christian skeptic, pseudo anarchist with a belief in metaphysics and the application of magical stuff. Woof. So he's got a lot going on in his mind. Wow. And he is not sure. I mean, he might be certain, but like it, it seems like there's a lot of confliction going on there. So for him to take on this character, and, and the fact that I didn't even know that Mark uh, Scepter was uh, Jewish. Like, it's just such a, such a comparison for the two. So it's almost like he's writing right. his own story as a superhero, um, which is just really exciting. And, and I thought he did, from the writing standpoint, I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, being you know limited, he, he did write a character uh, for Boom Productions that was a uh, split personality superhero named Tim Woods, and that was almost picked up for a TV series. Um, but then he got brought on to write the Moon Knight's character, so he, he's very good at writing this character that has you know these internal battles literally going on right. his head. And I thought that this this story was a pretty good example of that. Um, <clears throat> do you want to break down kind of what? what the story arc is in yeah. uh, um, crazy let's runs get some the facts out there. So people obviously they want to read it or, you know, they want to take a look into it. Um, obviously it's um, moon Knight that came out in 2017, the crazy runs in the family story arc. And that's issues 
Um, they're, and they're calling these legacy issues, which is uh, 188 through 193. And so that meant that um, they started over the story arc, but really it's like issue one, issue two. Um, but with being a legacy comic book coming from 1975, they've built this, you know, uh, a large amount of comics. But so ultimately, um, but this is collecting Moon Knight 188, 193. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, so the book was released in 2017. The, the, the graphic novel or the trades or the collecting was released in May of 2018. Um, they are going to, looks like MCU Disney is going to do a TV show about it. About Moon Knight. So really? It, are they doing this arc? Yep. I don't know about this arc, um, but it's definitely in the books to be done. Um, it would be kind of nice to see. It depends. It's Disney. I don't know how well they're going to do with this <clears throat> because of how the, you know, the uh, bipolar stuff that goes on in the book and, you know, some of the. Some um, of the shit. I mean, Moon Knight gets violent. He does. He's a little. It's very irrational. It's kind of funny and quirky at times, but like, you know like funny yeah. scary a little bit so i mean i don't know how they're gonna pull that off being disney if it was netflix i would totally see it better but we'll who knows how it. disney plus is gonna handle like graphic material though they might just go all out and say f it it could i mean yeah we were kind of worried about the boys on amazon and they did a good job of that yeah so hopefully amazon's I mean, great amazon I mean, and, and disney aren't, aren't the same but right. yeah. yeah amazon doesn't have the same like reputation disney has disney has right. like a kid-friendly kind of like right. reputation but i mean we've never seen disney plus yet so we just don't know what that's gonna be like yeah it's yeah, they, they got to get a little explicit here or else the, yeah, the character is going to be lost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I can um, – I'll go through kind of the timeline and you guys just kind of let me know what you guys think and talk about it, right? So, um, yeah. So the story starts, starts off not with Mark Spector. It starts – or Moon Knight, a.k.a. Moon Knight. It starts off with a doctor called uh, – Dr. Emmett. Um, and she's having a conversation with a patient, not even with a name. She has no idea who the name is. Is patient eighty six, um, and she's trying to um, uh, she's trying to understand who this person is. What happened to his memories? You know what? Um, <clears throat> what you know? Trying to d- dive into this psychotic person who murdered uh, people. Uh, I think it was other soldiers, right? Burned them. Um, so and at this point they don't know exactly how he did it but um she's at the Ravencroft asylum which is a pretty um uh i guess famous asylum in um the marvel universe it's you know it's like arkham asylum but this is for uh marvel they have the, marvel yeah Ravencroft is <clears throat> where they okay. help all the superhumans so you know there's something weird right off the bat just by if you know comics a little bit on that um and she's having this conversation with him, and she's trying to go through his records, and he's kind of looking like this um, Jesus-looking guy, right? Long hair, beard. Dude, do you, do you ever watch Walking Dead? I did, yep. Yeah. Did you did you watch the newer episodes? No. At all? Nope. Like, when's the last time you saw it? Like, do, do you remember Negan at all? Season three. No. Oh, okay. I know who Negan is. Negan's the one with the bat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's like right when I started fading out. So there's a character from, uh, I can't remember which colony he's from, his name is Jesus, <clears throat> and he has like the beard and the long hair, and he, like, they think he's a bad guy, he's actually a good guy, and he helps him out, and this guy is like just fucking... Picture, perfect. Picturesque, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Jesus from Walking Dead. I mean, it's <laughs> Jesus, that's the whole thing he's named after too, so he looks like Jesus Christ, but ultimately... It's funny, it's like, yeah, it's like, just like Jesus from The Walking Dead. Yeah, like, also not Jesus, like from, Jesus the from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's that, but the characteristics too, and the way he talked, he's like very like, 
like prop like proper and like thinks he's I don't know. It was funny. But yeah, it's it's, it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's a better comparison, okay. I guess. Um Anyways, in these panels, uh, Dr. Emmett is starting to get, she gets a little bit, um, it's kind of a, um, an obsession. Um, and we're not, I'm not, at this point, you're not understanding what her obsession is. She just understands that this guy is, has similarities to some, one of her other patients that she's treated. Um, and she's trying to get to, to the, the diagnosis, right? She's kind of has this, um, uh, it's kind of a weird, like, you know, almost, I don't want to say love interest, but she definitely had this, like, appeal towards these guys. You know what I mean? She didn't see them as mass murderers or a murderer. She saw them as something different. And um, they kind of walk you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're like, victims. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, um, they're, they're, they themselves are victims. Like, she's more victimizing the the people that have been exactly like this they did this because of something happened to them and um and so she's trying to to go through this story and one of the cool things he did about this right at the off the bat is um and i'll kind of read these little boxes it says it's just the one nagging thing lunatics join the armor said lunatics freak out and ends up spiritually reborn in a near-death experience sounds like anyone you know and then as you turn the page it's the big moon knight title so it's like obviously she's she's the patient was moon knight Mm -hmm. um and at this point you know she's she's kind of obsessed with it right like i've said that a couple times because she's like obsessed with it she can't sleep she can't she can't you know she wants answers um and then all of a sudden it kind of goes moves into her apartment and where you see a wall full of like moonlight memorabilia almost tagged to her her wall right her inside of a closet or something with uh uh egyptian pictures and a circle around uh mark specter and so <clears throat> and again she's continuing to uh treat this patient understanding she gives some comparisons to um to some <laughs> some serial killers sam Gein, you know stuff like that um <clears throat> And she's yeah. trying, and and one of the creepy things is about this part is the the this patient eighty six. He kind of has like a creepy smile through the whole, like you know, it's like I am innocent. Maybe I do need to be better. You know what I mean? Like I like you, and <laughs> so she's starting to um, kind of wean towards that and help him recognize those things. Uh, her research leads into the Egyptian. Uh, mythology egyptian culture the pantheon of gods she talks about multiple gods and then she finally ends up with the uh sun king the god of um the sink the sun king amen ra the, the basically amen ra he's basically the the head guy right he's he's the zeus he's the um uh the top he's op and Yu-Gi-Oh. i'll tell you that much he's there odin you go. op and yeah he's, he's OP odin and exactly Yu-Gi-Oh. there you go yeah um, and then, uh, so she kind of, she's kind of maybe connecting the dots, but not sure. Um, and at this point she starts to hand him all this information. And at, as you're reading this, you're real, you're, I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking like, oh, she's kind of making a mistake here. You know what I mean? Like, what is she doing? Cause you know, there's something weird about it. Um, <clears throat> absolutely. And, and so she's kind of having these theories she's walking him through her theories about what's this and what's that and trying to pull out his memories because he can't remember who he is <coughs> i know i was just gonna say bro you're sounding a little parched there <laughs> no, bud. yeah <laughs> the beer makes it worse <laughs> mighty dry over there 
beer makes it worse, so shut up. Uh, <laughs> not true. But yeah, I didn't realize I was going to do so much talking, you assholes. Uh, anyways. Well, I'm just really refreshed. I mean, you don't, I mean, okay, so he's got, he's with <laughs> the, the, the fucking doctor. She's diagnosing him similar that she diagnosed Mark Spector. And she's giving him, she's assuming that he needs this as much as Mark did so he can find a path, you know, exactly. through it. Yeah. And what she's really doing is <clears throat> giving him more and more material to help him realize that he has uber power and he's a god essentially like and that's a key component to the entire story is her delivering him the material for him to realize that he is powerful and the sword of amun ra exactly and this guy can fucking ignite he just ignites into flames when he figures out who he is and brutalizes people around him and obviously she put the the fuel into the wrong person's hands Exactly. And I, I thought there was kind of a really cool ending to that part because, you know, he he's almost like you should have should have kind of watched what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, and he, he ta- now he's talking about how Conchu will bow to him and how he will um, take over that scenario from him. You know, like he like there's some kind of battle between him and his son. Right. Uh, at this point, anyways, everything's up in flames and he kind of talks, you know, gives us like. You know, I'm I'm gonna take over the world. I've let my son Kanchu take. O- He's been on here way too long. And uh, but yeah, that's how he ends. The the asylum burns down. Um, and you kind of got to get a good glimpse of her being all burned up, right? Like she's toast, dead. And she's crazy at this point because I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. And she's like a burnt crispy corpse, but yeah. she survives somehow. Exactly. Marvel sucks and yeah. lost her mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Marvel sucks. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Tell us how you really um, feel. Fucking DC. I'm, I'm, I'm about to. Good God. <laughs> All right. Um, so now now comes in Moon Knight, right? Now we get to our hero. He's so finally... here comes in Moon Knight. And, um, well, there's kind of a little section here that we missed a little bit. And I think this was a little important um, because there's a character called the truth that comes in and how the truth manipulates people and why he does these things and... Um, I know you guys started doing some image drops, you know, throughout. And one of the biggest things about the truth is he corrupts this person to do what they actually feel like they want to do. And he starts off with a train conductor. And it winds up... But it always seems like negative, though. And he does it It through touch. Well, it's actually not always through touch. It's just basically him being in your presence. But I feel like the truth has, like, some sort of, of... say and what that person does because i feel like what if he touches somebody and like what you actually want to do is like i don't know 20 push-ups or like go save a cat it's never that it's always like society is devil and i'm gonna you know so i feel like it's it's i feel like this deep truth like it's not like a surface level truth whatever it is like a sub like a subconscious truth or something like it's your subconscious or something i I guess i guess my only i guess what my question is now I, i think it's more of a question is is it actually just the person's deep truth, or does the truth have sway over what he makes people think or say? And maybe we don't know. Like maybe we're gonna have to like research that or something. But that's just a question I have about the character. Well, I don't. I don't think that he I has. Know. I mean, obviously he does use it to his advantage. Because um, it seems like, to always be benefiting him in in specific situations. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like it's not just oh he brings out the deepest truth of, in people. I feel like he can. He can control it a little bit more. He can wield it for sure. I think you're right. Because, yeah, like the train conductor, like the truth would make him fucking 
running off the rails. <laughs> it's just he just controls him and uses it. Right. But he yeah. also gets in Moon Knight's head, and like Moon Knight's fucking truth is, it's pretty pretty honest and it's pretty cool. Pretty wacky, almost backfires <laughs> on him because and um, and we can we can skip to that scene where um, obviously Moon Knight has to get involved now because uh, the there's a train wreck and he knows something's different about this train wreck or this this mass you know you know killing that he does and he goes after the truth and the truth starts to strangle him and this is kind of one of the cool parts of, we were talking about how his personalities can kind of take over for him and he moves mm-hmm. over to Jake Lockley and he's like yeah take a look at my head and see the things that I've done <laughs> and yeah. basically you know, the truth steps back and gets murked by a mercenary the truth can't handle the, the- the, the truth, truth can't, can't handle, handle the, truth. the truth. Imagine if the truth like <laughs> took a look into it. It reminds me of like a uh, if there there's no such scene, but a scene where somebody with the truth's power like went up to the guy from Split, and, like, oh, yeah. tried to look into his head, and he's just like Jesus, dude. Like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like that's terrible. Like I caught something from you. It's like, <laughs> like the guy in Split has multiple personalities, like Mark Spector. I know, and so he kind of does do that when Moonlight switches over to Jake. His fucked up personality. Yeah. yeah, it's like the the one that did all the dirty work for him, the one yep. that does all the dirty shit that nobody wants to talk about, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's like it's he's the the thug of the personalities, but he he ultimately saves his ass. Like he beats the truth's ass after that. Absolutely, he needs that. I mean, it's such a change. You can tell like they they actually made it like a physical change too, because he like rolls his mask up above his mouth, so you can he's see got a his beard, like a, yeah, yeah, he's got a beard, stubble. Right. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think that in a, in a comic book medium, you absolutely have to do that if you're gonna play a, a write a multiple personality story. Because in true. Split, sure. the actor can portray the different right. personalities, and you can hear it, you can see it, you can see the body language, and you believe it. But in a comic book, you're just reading bubbles, and unless you change the text. Or do something like that. I feel like the physical change, like the fact that the the thug dude had had a mustache, and the other dude had to roll his thing up. The other guy that was always wearing a suit with his like hair slicked back, that was like a way that we could a visual cue of which personality we were dealing with at the time. And so I feel like it works. Yep. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think one key point about this por- portion here, because it leads into the story, is when the truth touches him and he's like, "Oh my God, what did you? What did you do?" That actually triggers Mark Spector. To be like, Jake, what did you do? You have to tell me. And now that's your standard battle <laughs> yeah. between those two, um, which is something really important down the line. Um, yeah, and in case the listeners are confused, so Mark Spector is the head personality of Moon Knight, but Jake uh, Lockley is like the fucking degenerate one that. Yeah. The scrappy one. And so they're, they're in internal dialogue battling in his head of like, yeah. what the hell have you done while you've been holding the light? To yep. say, I guess. Perfect. Um, it can be hard and- to follow. Yeah. I feel like this is a hard comic book to like do podcasts on because it's like there's just because <laughs> yeah. it's hard to read. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a definitely a wild book. Um, and I will tell you that's why you know if we do go by panel by panel or we have to explain certain things, it's because if you're not paying attention, you're going to like uh, get lost for sure. I mean, in the book, you had to do that same way. Like you had to you know. Pay, I had yeah. to pay attention. I I just couldn't read. I had to make sure I read every every bubble, every panel. To make sure I'm not messing up, but it's also you know it's not a crazy rocket science either. So, um, uh, and this at this point the uh, the guy this is where uh, Mark Spectrum. I, the thing I liked about this is they they were able to kind of bring back all of his, uh, the original villains that created Moon Knight, right? So they brought back uh, Raul Bushman 
in this. Um, mm-hmm. This is where Amon yeah. Ra went and looked <clears throat> for him because he knew that was his number one villain. Um, there's actually so did he carve off Bushman's face? Yeah, it cuts his face off. Um, and, <coughs> and the 20- that's a hero that's doing that shit. That's awesome. I know. Um, and the 2012 version that I read of of uh, the story arcs with Moon Knight, he actually, uh, oh Bushman is like haunting Moon Knight's dreams, and a lot of the times in his dreams, he has no face. Like his face, like it's just his skull and his body, and he's like, uh, <clears throat> kind of. There's it kind of reminded me of the 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 Spawn TV show that came out in the 90s where. Uh, this mercenary came out and he was just like this evil dude and uh, and obviously um, so was Spawn but this guy just kind of like haunted haunted Moon Knight's dreams and it was you know it's pretty cool there's pretty good imagery in that book um, pretty this, yeah. this was almost like that was like rated R this is like honestly PG-13 compared to that book but um, still pretty good still pretty good yeah. um but yeah, so obviously everything is starting to come together for the villains to for their ultimate plot, right? They're starting to team up, and, and it's all about Moon Knight, and it's all about uh, the Moon God Kansu and getting them off this planet so they can rule the the Earth. And um, they're planning to move their world to an island, right? To be have their own civilization, take their own, do what they want to do, um, and they're uh, they're planning to do that. Um, and so one of the biggest things of the plan is they're going to go after Mark Spectrum. What's, what's important to Mark Spectrum, Re- Spectre, and that's his lady friend who was Marlene. The, Marlene, who was the daughter of the archaeologist that he was there to protect at the, you know, the beginning. Of Zach his looks like he's mission. a big fan of Marlene. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Marlene yeah. sucks, dude. <laughs> she sucks so bad. She sucks on so many levels. She She... First of all, she so there. All the villains are in the room. Marlene's in the room. Mark Spector's in the room, and and Moon Knight is like, "Get out of here! Like you gotta go because I'm gonna handle this. You're in danger." And she just stays. What is she doing? Like you cannot be in this fight. You don't have any powers. You're not Moon Knight. Like if you were a superhero, I feel it, but you're not helping anything. She's and an then, independent woman, Zach. Okay, <laughs> fine, sure. But what happens when she gets captured? She's a damsel. Like it's Don't. it's a, it's annoying to me as a reader because I'm like, oh, here's a girl that's just another damsel in distress. Like we're gonna use this girl against the superhero because it's his only weakness. Like I feel like it's it's overdone and it's kind of lazy, and yeah. it's and it's honestly disrespectful to, to females overall because like. They're more than just fucking men's weaknesses, dude. Like, give her a personality, give her a trait, give her something. She did, dude. She, she sucks. I it was this. <laughs> she sucks, and I felt like this was like an example of one of the big th- reasons why I did not, I did not like this story because I, I just bum, bum, bum. Uh, the, the the villain's main alert. plan is let's go get, <laughs> let's go get the girl. Because that's that's Moon Knight's weakness, and she's just helpless, and she's a damsel, and then she she is that, she becomes that, and it's just annoying. I'm just like, dude, come on, do yeah, better, I, be more I, creative at least. Like, I'm not even trying to be like a social justice warrior. Like, I, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from a writing perspective, don't be lazy. Like that's what Max I'm out saying right now, dog. What's up? You calling out your boy Max right now? Yeah, be more creative. That <laughs> that that trope has been done a million times Woo! over. I mean, am I wrong? 
No, I actually agree with you. He's <laughs> just so. egging it on. Like. I just didn't want to say it because me and Max are homies. <laughs> I mean, I love the guy. I mean, I'm not like personally attacking him. I'm just saying. Just kidding. Be more um, creative. So yeah, so they go to this island. They have the damsel in distress now. And there's this huge showdown and fucking... Uh, he goes by Sun King now. So Sun King and there's Moon Knight, right? And he basically sets up this ritual to have an ultimate battle where he puts his son in check in this f- circle of fire in front of everybody. Am I missing anything there? Did we over? Did we skip anything to get to that point? Or um, like that's it's just there's a, a quick reveal. One of the uh, one of the things that. Um, that one of the things that Jake Lockley, which is Mark Spector's other personality, did to him was have a relation oh, with yeah. uh, with Marlene, yeah. and that per- makes Marlene <laughs> even more likable. That she's and fucking his split personality behind his back. Yeah, because is that she, cheating? Yeah, well, I don't know. She missed him so yes. much. She knew it was wrong, but He's like, no, nah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyway, so yeah, they had. She that admitted kid. that she regretted because he was different. She had a kid cold. with another personality without Mark knowing about it. So I thought she had a kid with Mark. But she couldn't be with Mark, so she had to raise it with Jake. No, so if it if it was a DNA test, it would be Mark's son because Mark and Jake are the same, same person. fucking person. But I thought that she had it. I no, guess, okay. it, so she, she actually she, okay. it was with Jake Lockley, and she have in the book. She talks about. She goes, "I knew it was wrong. I knew that who wasn't you, but I missed you so much. I had to have some kind of part of you." And she, and even after a while, she's like, "You, he felt different. He was different." And um, but at, you know, she broke it off with him, and he just kept like. Obviously, being a psycho that he is, kept stalking her. But it was with Jake, and uh, Mark had no idea that he had a, a daughter. <laughs> they, they call him gotcha. Uncle Jake. <laughs> yeah, or Uncle Jack, rough, or whatever the fuck his name. Uncle Jake. <laughs> Marlene's actually my favorite character. <laughs> That's not true. That, so, all right. So we one have more thing. One more thing before we get to that final that final fight that I think is important. Um, as Mark is going to the island, Isla Ra or whatever. He is on the boat with the truth, and the truth like basically says, "Let me show you what I see." And then Mark and him are looking at the island, and in that moment, Mark essentially comes to this conclusion: like, "Oh my God, Ra might be right." Do you guys remember this? I did. That's yes. so. That's after he gets the tea from. Uh... No, no, no. It's before he gets to the island. It's while he's on the way to the island. No, he has a, a moment there, but the, the Ra might be right thing was when he has the tea. And he's yeah, like, he doesn't admit that Ra is right until after he has the ceremonial tea. But oh, when he's it might be to the, the truth, he has a moment of clarity right. that kind of makes him see what the truth is seeing. Right, and I, I have the, the panel. So, it's, so he's standing next to Ra, he takes his helmet off. His eyes are all blue, which means the truth is like influencing him. He's looking at the island and he says, It's my fear of this moment that motivates me, not the desire to save lives. The fear that I built my sanity on a lie. And then the next panel is him still looking at the island. His eyes are regular, like the truth isn't even influencing him anymore. He starts crying and he says, My hope for a better world is my most tragic form of dissociation. And I just feel like that's like that was an important part. It's it super honest. It's yeah. just like he 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 convinces himself that he's doing things for the right reasons, but the real reasons are out of fear of of maybe not doing it for the right reasons. It's kind of it's like a weird, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, concept. he's he's realizing that the hero and the villain are not too different. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see some stories where the villain will bring that up, like you're not so different than I, and then the hero is like, no, fuck you, you're a murderer. But then like it's kind of reverse roles right here because Moon Knight, Batman, is and Joker, to see, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which if I feel like if you combine those two, Batman and Joker, you get Moon Knight. Like, I no, feel, dude, no. I feel like this. You're guys... giving the Moon Knight way too much credit when you say that. No, no, <laughs> not not the prestige that comes with those two names. I guess my 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 we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> no, you guys keep comparing Moon Knight to Batman. It's hard not to. I, the the entire time I was reading Moon Knight, I just kept thinking about Deadpool. That's what I was saying. Yeah, gonna say. I can I see Deadpool was, a little bit. He was Batman's like more like. Person, well, not no. personality, but Batman's the like two, style, but Deadpool's dialogue. The difference between I got between Deadpool and Moon Knight was uh, Moon Knight uh, realizes he's crazy, but he wants his shit together. Deadpool realizes he's crazy and he's okay with it. But so he just Deadpool's rolls also with the crazy. In- invincible. So like, yeah, yeah, with and, the crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. and Deadpool's like, Deadpool's there's no stakes. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool has yeah. like nine thousand power level. Moonlight's like freaking Hercule out here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, see, I, there, I think the comparison leans more towards the Batman because of the physical. Batman's attributes. not Hercule. But I'm just saying, Batman's like, he at ha- least Piccolo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Is saying that the the. the <laughs> um, it's not. It's not something that this whole comparison to Batman. This. This is one of the big reasons that Moon Knight is not as popular as as it maybe could have been. Let's say if Batman wasn't around, it's kind of like when um, maybe you don't. Better. Yeah, he is much yeah, better. Of um, but it's kind of like when when Pearl Jam came out, and then like every band after that that had a deep voice, even though they were a good band, band they were always compared to Pearl Jam. And I feel like Moon Knight is So are you saying like, like Creed, Moon Knight's Creed? And Absolutely. I was thinking exactly that. Scott Stapp <laughs> would, got criticized <laughs> so Creed. much. We're not right over. Yeah, exactly. So, wait, so we're saying that if Pearl Jam never was, Creed would be a great American rock band? It could have been. I'll show you. Bro, I actually kind of buy that, and I'm surprised I do. But, I, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm buying that. Could I actually be. am buying that. Dude, I'm just that's saying such a good comparison. we all have like our, our outputs are always like um, we're, we're always changed by things that we see. Right. So like if we went in one direction because of Batman, that everything that we see now is in that direction compared to anything that's related to Batman, like the, the airplane, like the tools, you know, that he uses. I mean, all he needs is a stupid yellow belt on his costume and he would be closer to Batman than ever. You know what I mean? Uh the only difference about I think is is that everybody knows who Moon Knight is. Everybody knows it's Mark Spector. Like and throughout the whole book, they're like they know his secret identity. You know what I mean? That's it's the not only... even a secret identity. Yeah, like they know who he is. Yeah, yeah it's just it's he... just which identity is exactly he currently. <laughs> like his. It's just like who's gonna come out of the mask, um, and that's kind of that's yeah. a that's actually a really um, uh, a big topic is this Moon Knight versus Batman versus how how good he can be if Batman wasn't around. You know what I mean? Because there's really some good things about Moon Knight, but it's always in that that light of. Uh, I, he has a sense of humor. He is he's, he, he has, has catchy dialogue. Like I actually like Moon Knight. I don't think that I, I do too. He's a bad character by any means, but I agree. I think he's living in Batman's shadow, and that's unfortunate. You know. And do they don't do him justice in this story. I don't think either. Which we'll I don't. To. I don't hate Moon Knight. Like I, just for the record, I don't hate Moon Knight. 
I just didn't like yeah. the story arc. Yeah. I don't believe a word that you're saying. So what happens <laughs> in the final fight? Um, and Jarrah? at the end, um, <laughs> it's Mark Spector. This is when it gets the, good. Um, is is put into the ring of fire by this uh, by the the Sun King, and he he's trying to teach his son a lesson, right, about how I'm the boss basically, and you need to listen to me. Um, and he's got all these powers, and he's burning them up. Moon Knight doesn't have any powers. Mark Spector doesn't have any powers. And all of a sudden, he goes into his head, and they're like, dude, you do have powers. It's the fact that you're fucking crazy. That's your fucking power. And he defeats mm-hmm. the uh, the Sun King by grabbing him and telling him, you're, um, he goes, I, I guess I could read it. He goes, what have you done to me, says the Sun King. He goes, I convinced you. Now bow before me, you horrible bastard. Go ahead, Z. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that Moon Knight defeats uh the sun king because he's crazy i think that what happens in that fight is that he realizes that like both the sun king and his powers are coming from belief like simply believing having faith kind of similar to low having faith in the fact that they are the moon knight they they do have conchu or they do have Ra behind them and so instead of trying to physically beat the Sun King after he comes to that realization, what he does is he tries to essentially break his spirit. Are you afraid of me? Are you fucking afraid of me? Like he starts to like try to convince him that he isn't shit. Like he, I am like, I'm the Moon Knight and you're not shit. And he, and it works. And that's why mm-hmm. Ra's power starts to leave him. He can't start the fire anymore because he doesn't believe that he is part of the Sun King. And, and Moon Knight believes that he's part of Conchu. So I think it, be, it moves from a physical battle to like a, a mental war or like a yeah. faith-based war almost. And I feel like that's like the small piece of this story that I thought was great. Yeah, I 100% agree. I actually wrote down uh, he they used belief was like the wielding ultimate power at the end or hope because of low. It was like the same exact concept. And Similar to like, low, yeah. Yeah, it's like you're shooting a, like a, you're shooting a basket, right? And like if you are the best shooter on the planet if you're steph curry you're gonna sink that 100 times out of 10 but if you can somehow somebody can instill doubt in your ability to shoot then you might have an off day and you won't be able to hit a fucking yeah but what do they say about shooters even like if you so let's say steph curry has a shitty day he goes like oh for like 19 or some shit like that they'll always be like so how do you feel like what like blah 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 and he always says shoot or shoot like i'm gonna keep shooting i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. like i didn't i don't remember that last one because it's a mental thing like you have to believe short-term memory that that shit's going in every time or else you're already you've already lost and so that's kind of the war i feel like they end up having is like one based on faith and belief and it's kind of an unexplored uh realm in in superheroes like a lot of these powers like they come they're mentally established even fire is an element but you have to believe you have to like have the focus to make it happen and if you have doubt in your focus your power is going to be much less superior that is an unexplored part of comics i feel like a lot of the times like somebody that has powers like elemental power super strength or whatever it just is like exactly. you just have it. That's just there. You know what I mean? Like storm summons lightning. That's a that's a thing. And it, it's <laughs> it's never like you never have any type of story or conversation that's like, well, does she have off days? Like, can, is the lightning stronger if she's believing in it? Or it, you know what I mean? And I feel right. like to like dive into that area of a superhero power. Like, if you believe in it, it's stronger. If you don't believe in it, it's gone. That's that's really right. interesting. Let's uh yeah, let's read the I last agree. panels that like here. Uh, that way we can get the left. um let's read this last part and then 
That way people kind of get what we're, we're talking about. Um, Conchu, are you saying not that we're, we're getting unbelievable abstract here? And this is not Mark Spector, right? This is the part where I think the, the three, uh, we were kind of always wondering what, um, uh, Stephen Grant's kind of powers were like, was he there just to make him money? Right? Like, yeah. but he was kind of like the deep thought guy. And so in these panels, you see him, you know, he's the intellect. He he's is. The, he goes, yeah. if the sun King believes is a part of him and in some weird, uh, material textual way relates to his abilities that in a way Mark has powers of his own persistence in the face of darkness is intelligence. His will, the tenuous durability of the poor guy's thick skin and then there's three panels of his face realizing what he has. He goes, and then he, a panel shooting over to uh, to Jake <laughs> saying, holy shit. He goes, we have the power of crazy. And mm -hmm. that is like exactly what you guys are saying. That whole belief is. They say crazy, but it's like yes, crazy I know, enough yeah. to believe that I am super like superior to this right. elemental being. Like that's, yeah, you have to be pretty fucking crazy to believe that. And they do. Exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really cool. Okay, well, I, I, yeah, overall, that's that's the story arc, and I, and I think we'll go into craft or trash now and, and rank it. Um, um, but actually, before that, Zach, do you have anything you want to go into Beneath the Ink? Is there anything that stuck out to you? Um, I mean, I kind of already touched on all of the things that like stuck out to me. Um, I the, the one thing for Beneath the Ink that I wanted to do today that I thought would be kind of fun is, um, so let's say that Hop Heroes as a whole is the house. We're all one person. And each one of us is a personality of that person. Who are you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I, I think I'm the dude with the mustache. You're Jake? No. Yeah, <laughs> Vinny is the voice in the back of the head for sure. He's conchu. So Vinny's the guest. He's conchu. <laughs> so I think if it just, hey, I buy just it. for I how the it. show is set up, not about our individual personalities necessarily, I feel like it'd be... JR is the like the intellect, like the uh, Stephen Grant. Grant. Zach's okay. the fucking the muscle. The uh, Jake Lockley. I'll be Marks because I'm the the host, the voice, whatever. And Vinny's the voice in the back of the head, the god, the voice from, from on high. So, so I'm the toughest one. You're the one that we. No, bro. I'm a god. I'm the god of the moon. I, I do mean, shit in the shadows. We don't talk about the shit I do. But shit, let's just. Better Just move right past the that. Mic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can go to Crafter Trash. But it was cool, though. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, so Crafter Trash. I mean, we've all pretty much expressed our feelings besides JR, so I'm interested to see JR. What, what, what do you rank it and why? Um, I'm going to give it a, a six. And it's, it's probably a little higher than I should because I have really read – I've read some really great Moon Knight stories. Um, there are things that made me laugh in this one. So I was like, you know, maybe it deserves a little bit higher than than I probably was thinking initially, um, but it it was at times boring and at times it was it was hard. Like I, this is a it's only six issues. I mean, we could read six issues in less than an hour. I think all of us put together. I had to put it down a couple times, honestly, and I had to like look up football stats, you know, and I had to kind of yeah get prepared for other things and mess with my dog i kept getting up a lot and like attacking my dogs i'm like i'm bored i'm gonna fuck you up and uh chase them around them <laughs> um and that's unfortunate i think he had a very i think uh max has a very creative mind and his his uh mental stats is um his mental um issues that he's had has been portrayed out in this book which i think is pretty cool um but 
Mm-hmm. It was kind of like almost a boring comedy with a little bit of action, you know, that, and that's kind of why I'm yeah. sticking with a six and it's just, it's high because it's got some great, um, there's some, there's some great things in there, but only cause it made me laugh out loud a couple times. I think so, I'm so just for the record, is a six falling on the craft or the trash side? Six is technically a craft. Yeah. I'm giving oh, so it, it's a five line that like splits yeah. the two? Yeah. Yeah, right. I we can't say, give we can't give a five. It has to be five point one. Oh, we can't do five. Nine. No, you can't no. do five. So that's why I wanted mm-hmm. to give it a craft. I mean, I wanted to. It's not horrible. Like it wasn't like the worst thing I've ever read. There, I mean, honestly, I think the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was kind of one of the worst things that was hard to read. Um, pretty sure we have some. Remember Sailor what? Moon? Sailor Moon what? was awful. The league was one of the worst things I've ever read. Yeah, it was hard to read that stuff too. Um, the wow. art was really hard too. Uh, but I, again, the art too wasn't great in this either. So it was like uh, I'm telling on more, just so you know. Um, but yeah, better. I'm giving it a six just because there are some good little peaks in there. You know what I mean? If it was a graph, you had those peaks of great, and then you had some like really lows of that shit. You know, and that that to me is why I picked it a six. All right, all right, we got a six. Z, what do you got? You want me to go now? Um, I didn't like it. I thought it was trash. Uh, All right. I'll give it a. I'll give it a. A two. Whoo! That's awful. God, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought that the one the one good part about it was that last fight scene with Raw. Something interesting happened. I agree with Jr. I found myself getting really bored. Like at times, like there was like stretches of this where I was just like, it was a kind of a slog. Like I wasn't like trying to see what happened next the art didn't grab me um i hated the fact that like real like terrible things were supposed to happen but people survived like the marvel effect like i just i just it was very it seemed like a story that should have been rated r but it was pg-13 yeah and like they pulled a lot of punches um and i just felt like overall the writing was un i don't know i don't want to say uninspired but i i would say they fell on a lot of common comic book tropes throughout. And yeah. I just felt like I was reading, you know, it was in, like Moon Knight has interesting things about him, but the story as a whole, the villains, the damsel, you know, all of those things, it just seemed like it was not the most creative way to approach the story. And so I just, I kind of felt bored. So I, I didn't yeah. think it was very good. Okay. So we got a, a six and a two. Um, I'm going to give it a 5.1. Dude, that's such pussy shit. I feel like we should just eliminate 5 completely. And that's what I'm saying. I didn't pick <laughs> like 5.2. I th- we should get... All right. All right. I'll give it a 6. I'll give it a 6. And uh, the reasons that I say that are similar to JR's. Um, if there was one thing that was nailed in this comic, I think it was the dialogue from Moon Knight and the characterization of Moon Knight. I think that the, the way that they did it was very cool with the room and the inner inner battle. And, and I feel like Max had a lot of that that he could pull personally. And I think that it came through. And I also think that his humor came through. And I really enjoyed the Moon Knight character. I didn't like the Sun God character. I think that they spent way too much time building up this villain that nobody fucking cared about. It was very uninteresting. And I didn't think that they utilized Truth as well as, well as I could. I think Truth was actually a cool villain. And much more interesting than the Sun God Raw. Yeah, the Sun and, they, I did and he was yeah, just like a, a kind point. of a... A lackey that he got locked get. away for most of the story, and then he got like out at the very end. But it was like by that time it was too late. Like I already, yeah. Like I mean, comic. I feel like he would have been a better villain to focus on. I think he was actually kind of a cool concept. 
Um, but yeah, I think that it was just overall just kind of boring. I think that uh, Max's inexperience uh, kind of shown here with the storyline, like it was very predictable, um, annoying, very not very many likable characters besides the main guy. And yeah, I got I got kind of bored, so I was disappointed ultimately. But I do think that I I never never having never read a Moon Knight comic, I do like Moon Knight now, and I did like the, I was entertained by the the dialogue. So that and then the truth being actually a unique villain that I actually enjoyed um, is the only reason that I'm not giving a trash rating. So that gives us an overall of. Let me see here. So we got. Are you gonna two. ask Vinny? Do we always ask Vinny on the rankings? I thought we just did three. Yeah, we always ask him on the rankings. Oh, I I, I didn't know the guy. In, I thought the guy in the chair just did it. Am I tripping? I feel like we always ask him. Vinny, what oh. do you think, bro? I'm sorry. I'm man. just kind of thinking. You know what? It doesn't matter what I think. Just finish the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think we up. did. What? Yeah, it's fine. Wait, we no, 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 no. I'm I'm actually curious. Just quit. Just real quick. Craft or trash? It'd be craft. I mean, oh, it wasn't really? great. I was pretty bored Jesus. throughout the whole thing, too. But the only difference, I would say, is like... So what was your ranking, though, specifically? Six. Man, All right. I'm, I'm the outlier? Damn. I mean, just because I... It's not... I read it, and I didn't think it was terrible. To me... Now I'm like, the drunk. I am not a Marvel Comics fan in general. So this was just another... You know, just another Marvel comic to me. So it wasn't anything special. It just kind of seemed like everything else that was going on. The thing that I did like about it is Moon Knight. The character Moon Knight is awesome. It's pretty much Deadpool, but with a better go-getter personality. Like, he wants to fix things. He's not just okay with how crazy he is. And I love the spiritual side of it, how he doesn't have any powers. He's a skilled marksman and martial artist, but with the faith and power of um, the Moon God, he had, his, everything's a little bit amplified because that's what faith and belief do to a person yeah i'm loving these comic stories based on faith though like i feel like that's an interesting thing trend i'm starting to pick up on and i just feel like at that piques my interest like i i am I'm really very very interested in that to see what the next volume is because sometimes it's hard when we you know we're judging this whole story arc and we're only doing like this first volume yeah. So I, I don't know. I, he's written more stuff, so I'm curious how this story unfolds. But like, but yeah, are you curious inter- enough to like legit read the rest of this? Kind of, just because I like. The, oh. I never knew who Moon Knight was. Because I'm, and I'm not. Would you guys read the rest Mo- of it? Um, I probably wouldn't unless yeah. we did an episode on it. Honestly, yeah, right. I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm not taking my because I, I mean I have such little free time to read my own comics anyway. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm picking up Moon Knight Volume Two like the. That ain't yeah, happening. It's just, but like I agree with you, it didn't get interesting until the last issue. Yeah. So, so just so you guys know, I, doing some Moon Knight research, there is an arc where he uh, joins the Defenders, and he takes out an entire base of thugs with a can of beer. <laughs> is that? Is and then the he, cover the cover of that graphic novel just like his face? Like I, I don't know the cover. I'm not sure. I just when heard you the story first line. told me when you first told me that we were doing Moon Knight, I originally thought we were going to do that story arc, and I was super pumped. But then you told me it was this one. And I was like, all right, I'm down for this one too. It's you know, say anything, which I want to say this about say anything. I'm still a big fan. I yeah. went and saw their last show up here in Seattle a couple years ago. Dope, dude. Was it sick? It's fucking awesome. I used to be a huge fan of Say Anything. I definitely fell off for a while, but I'm probably based on this conversation, I might. 
pick it. Called her on the phone <laughs> they, and she Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure they just they have a pretty recent album that came out pretty recently. They, I, I think they just disbanded, but yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah, okay. So the the only shitty part is that that gives us an exact uh, rating of five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> So let's put it at four point nine. Let's put it at four point yeah. nine. Like, what do I have to? What does my rating have to be to put it below five? Uh, Just 5. fucking 9. give it a four. Vinny, if you I'll think it's four, trash, yeah. then say it's trash. I'll give it a four. It's 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 ah oh man. It's like it's like good trash. I feel like you guys are too it's nice. Like, you know like you, when you, you guys aren't gonna actually can. give trash things trash because you're like nice. No, okay. No, All there's right, likable things to it. I didn't hate I'll take yeah, it, but back. it's not I'll enough for it to be a six. Like. Really, I do. I I think six. a six is good for me. There are enough things for me to be in here to give it a six. There wasn't. Um, I I I, I love one of the things I did love about it was uh, Kanchu's like narrative. Uh, throughout the, it was kind of this smartass kind of you know like this is you know this is my world, this is my fun, you know, and he's kind of having this. But yet he was intelligent. I love the fact that they put him in a suit, so you kind of get that smartass, intelligent kind of character. Um. It, it, it the the problem the problem with the story is um for me it, it just it didn't it, like you guys were saying it, it moved through all the normal comic book uh revelations like there wasn't a lot of surprises you know what i mean the surprising yeah. part is the multiple personalities and how much can you feed off of that and that's kind of the only thing and everything else was normal it had a happy ending had to save the damsel in distress you know kind of situation now he's a father it's it's kind it also of, pulled punches i mean for somebody with definitely a m- multiple personality that's like all conflicted and ready to like is badass and ready to like go out and f stuff up exactly bro like Everybody survives. Like when people get shot, they get shot in the shoulder. Like when he throws his thing, it always like grazes a shoulder blade. Like I mean, to me, it's, it's a, just like it's an R-rated character. They got a PG-13 rating. It definitely yeah, did. I, the yeah. other story arc that I've read, I mean, he it was graphic. I mean, he was he was alone. Moon alone. Knight needs to be to be good. That's yeah. what I think. He I think we swung and missed on the story arc we chose, and that's I'll take the blame for that. I was thanks, just Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. No. Max Bemis is the man. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting story to read because of Say Anything, but I just feel like it, you know. We didn't like from it. From everything else that we've read. So what, yeah. now our total rating is four. No, uh, no, I changed point, my score to a four. Yeah, so it's 4.5. So it's first Officially trash Officially trash. 4.5. It's not like good, it's like that good trash, though. It's not like can when it. you open up the trash can and you're like, oh. <laughs> Hey, there's some beans yeah, still in just, that can. It's like a fresh bag. Like, there's nothing left in the trash can. Yeah. Just took out the trash. trash. That's <laughs> Empty bag of trash. We just took it out. It's fine. <laughs> Doesn't smell. It smells good. That's where we're at. All right. That's our rating. Uh, let's get into plugs. You guys have anything you want to drop before we take uh, off? No, I, I was going to plug uh, Rose City Comic Con. Um, oh, is- yeah. <laughs> Forgot so- twice in the same episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you suck yeah. job, Thank God you, Jordan. Damn. Thank you for remembering me, Jordan. I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe if you got a little drunk with us, you'd, you'd no. it'd just be more Then I'd be worse off. I When I get drunk, I get into my emotions, okay? And it gets worse. <laughs> and anyways, Dude, we, 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 need, we always need you in your emotion bag. <laughs> yeah. No, I get really handsy when I get drunk, and there's nobody to get handsy on except for <laughs> my dog. Yourself. Um, anyway. That's actually true. God <laughs> damn it. Um, that was Rose City. Rose City, it was the biggest uh, turnout that it, it's had ever. 15,000 people um, on a Saturday. Wow. Um, they had more guests. I got to meet uh, Adi Gradoff. I got to meet Mark Brooks as an artist. I got some signatures. You probably can't see that. It's over there. Um, 
I picked up a comic book that I've been looking for forever. So that was pretty fun. But yeah, it was it was massive. It was busy. I didn't get to do the things I wanted to do um, for the show as much. But uh, I mean, you're you're walking around and it, it you're, it's starting to turn into Emerald Emerald uh, City for sure. So, is it really? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, awesome. they we went with some friends who go every year, and they said half of that convention center was blocked off. The whole thing was open, and uh, I mean, with vendors to artists to um, to uh, celebrity guests, they had some. Um, you know, they're getting bigger and bigger as they go. Um, some really fun celebrity guests. They had uh, Robert England. Um, they had um, some Star Trek people too. So it was it was pretty fun. Um, definitely want to go next year. Prices were like half of Emerald City, you know, like half the prices. Um, and they just got to work out. I think they weren't really prepared to let the lines in, that how much people were there. But they're definitely, I mean, they got to work that out. But other than that, it was it was a great place to be. Spent a lot of money, met a lot of people. So yeah, right on, right on, man. Shout out to Rose City. We'll be there next year, table and all. Yep. yep. Hey, we'll, believe we'll, we'll, in it. Yeah, if you yeah. believe in the power, you have the power. We're believers. Isn't that See, the whole point of Moon Knight, too? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Is Moon Knight our spirit animal now? No, dude. <laughs> dude, we all combined to make Moon Knight. We just established that. Bro, are you kidding me? You're just giving our spirit animal the first fucking trash can rating that we've ever done. <laughs> it's not the road. spirit animal, it's the art that we're rating. <laughs> Moon Knight was the only saving grace, if you think about it. All right, Zach, anything you want to talk about? Uh, just same thing, rzenit.com. That's where we have a lot of great shows, a lot of great projects going on. We're growing, we're moving. Stick with us, and uh, we'll be a part of the journey. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers to that. And, and yeah, always, as always, follow us on at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube now. Um, one thing I will say, if you have any friends that are getting uh, up in the brewing business or um, the comic business, whatever the industry is, and they want to have a voice or they want a platform to you know, talk about what they're building, let us know. We'd love to have them on the show and just um, talk about what they're doing, where they're going, what their plan is, and just to get their name out there as well. Because uh, we appreciate all the support you guys have for us, but we want to support the communities around us as well. So um, anybody you guys know, let them know about us and we'll have them on be great um but thank you so much for listening uh that was our moon night and next week we are doing uh the george takei story what is it the enemy enemy at us it's george or, takei it's george, oh i'm sorry oh yeah george it's, takei they call us enemy they call they us, call enemy, us yeah. enemy hello yeah, very interesting refugee story so that'll be fun um but until then we'll see you guys next week all right see you